0: SPS Radio.
1: Yesterday marked the National Sorry Day with events held across the country. Police policies to be examined, amongst others, at the inquest into the death of Kumanjai Walker. And today the National Reconciliation Week begins. Yesterday has marked National Sorry Day. It is a day of remorse and healing that seeks to recognize the ongoing impacts of the stolen generations. The proportion of Indigenous children in Australia who are in out of home care is 11 times greater than the rate of their non Indigenous counterparts. Ian Ham is a Yota Yota man who was separated from his mother when he was three weeks old.
0: When you're an adopted kid and an adopted Aboriginal kid too, you know it's kind of like you have just popped out of nowhere. You just you've just blinked into existence because you have no backstory, you have no background, you have nothing to find your story, to find your connection. That that was an incredibly important moment in my life.
1: All around the country yesterday, First Nations Australians came together to commemorate National Sorry Day. This year also marks 25 years since the Bringing Them Home report was tabled in Parliament, which has catalogued the shocking removal of Indigenous children from their families. This is Ochiuzia reports for NITV News. The away,
2: the
0: for some, they're memories that will never go away. The state-sanctioned removal of children, until as late as the 1960s, continuing to impact thousands around the country. The themes of reflection and healing reverberated around subdued ceremonies like this one. For Auntie Cleone Quayle, who says she was abused in foster care, the trauma remains. It's taken my whole life to heal. You know, I've I hate it when we've been asked to forgive or to get over it or to move on. Um, often you have to unlearn learnt behaviour. First Nations people have come out at events like this one around the country, many of them among the more than 30,000 survivors of the Stolen Generations. 25 years after the Bringing Them Home report, the lessons for the next generation are just as important. Smash
2: from our mother's breast. Said this is for the best.
0: Students invited to listen in Perth. In Melbourne, culture was maintained through dance. While in Darwin, elders came together to share their stories.
1: Marjorie Napaljorie Winfield is a stone generation survivor. She says the memories still haunt her. I live with it all my life. It's, it's like a disease. I just cannot get rid of it. Also Bernadette Shields is a stolen generation survivor. Nothing will ever make up for it, but at least they are saying that a wrong was done to us through no other fault except the colour of our skin.
0: Today also marks five years since 250 Indigenous delegates gathered to endorse the Uluru Statement from the Heart, a landmark document laying the roadmap for constitutional recognition and a voice to Parliament.
1: Linda Burney, the incoming Minister for Indigenous Australians, says the Labour Party supports and accepts the Uluru Statement from the heart. The Labour Party, of course, is fully accepting of all of the elements of the Uluru Statement.
0: A new government bringing renewed hopes for the healing to continue. (laughs) Tysok Husey, NITV News.
1: Police, drug and alcohol policies, training, discipline and the use of force will be all examined at the inquest into the death of Kumanjai Walker. The 19-year-old was shot and killed by Northern Territory Police Officer Zachary Rolf in the community of Yindemu in 2019. Michael Park reports for NITV News.
2: Comanjai Walker died after he was shot three times by Constable Rolfe during an attempted arrest. The police officer was charged with murder but acquitted after a five-week trial. An inquest will be held in Alice Springs later this year. At a preliminary hearing today, the coroner offered her condolences. We are genuinely seeking to understand and give a voice to your grief and loss and hopes for the future, and everyone here is working together in the hope of finding a better way forward. Counsel Assisting the Coroner, Peggy Dwyer, has spent the past few days in Moo talking to the community. She said the inquest would consider seven major issues, including why Constable Rolfe's team was sent to the community in the first place and why they were armed with military-style assault weapons. This is not a commission of inquiry into Constable Rolfe. The focus is on the Northern Territory Police Force response to issues identified in recruitment, training and responses to complaints of excessive use of force. The police investigation that led to Constable Rolfe being charged within days of the shooting will also be examined. Is there evidence that the fairness or efficiency of the investigation by the Northern Territory Police Force was in any way compromised or impaired? Drug and alcohol policies on the force are also under the spotlight. The brief of evidence includes more than 12,000 documents and recordings. A draft witness list has also been finalised but not released. It's not yet known whether Zachary Rolfe will be called to give evidence again. The inquest is set down for September.
1: Today marks the start of National Reconciliation Week. In Mianjin, Brisbane, a smoking ceremony and breakfast was held at a state parliament yesterday morning, the first of many events said to be held across the country. The theme of Reconciliation Week this year is Be Brave, Make Change. Murray Mobs say it's a message that especially applies to governments. Danielle Arbu is a Reconciliation Queensland Indigenous co-chair. She told an ITV News that is the only way to reconcile Australia is that the voice of Indigenous people is heard.
2: What I would say is please allow our voice to be part of that change with them. That is, that's so important. Um, let our elders speak, let me speak, let our youth coming through speak and only then can we be a Reconciled Australia.
1: Dr Jackie Huggins is a former Reconciliation Australia co-chair. Her message to governments is to listen what First Nations people have to say and action. Well the message is all governments get
0: behind us, start the process, we're in a different space now,
1: listen and action every word and sit around the table with us, that's reconciliation to me. It's about recognition, justice and healing. Religious organizations have spearheaded a joint resolution calling for bipartisan action on a referendum on a First Nation's voice to the federal parliament. Today marks five years since the call for a voice was made by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander leaders in the Uluru Statement from the heart. And it's also 55 years since the 1967 referendum that gave First Nations Australians the right to vote. The new Labour government has made it clear that holding a referendum on the demands of the Uluru Statement will be one of its top priorities, but it's unclear if a rigid coalition will support it in opposition. Religious groups including from Anglican, Islamic, Jewish, Hindu, Sikh and Uniting Church denominations have come together to support the demands of the Uluru Statement. In a keynote speech launching the joint resolution, Indigenous filmmaker Rachel Perkins asks for all Australians to follow their lead. Today, Australian religious communities join with Australians Indigenous communities to send a message to our political leaders. Open your hearts. We want to talk with you about this in good faith. We want to work with you to make national unity a reality, I urge us all to follow the example of these religious organizations that they have set. And to sport now and in tennis, Russian world number 2 Daniel Medvedev is through to the third round of the French Open after defeating Serbia's Laszlo Djere in straight sets. He will now meet the number 28 seed Miomir Kecmanovic, also of Serbia. and will overtake Novak Djokovic as the world number one if he makes it to the final at Roland Garros. Addressing the media after the match, Medvedev also commented on the ban of Russian athletes at the upcoming Wimbledon tournament.
0: My main job is to to play tennis try to get points here as much as I can. Again, I'm not. I'm going to repeat again. If I can play Wimbledon, we'll be happy to be there, even without points. With points, we'll be happy to be there and try to get some points. If I cannot play, I'm going to stay home, practice hard and try to be better for my next tournaments. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say right now.
1: And let's have a look at today's weather. Broome is mostly sunny with the tops of 33 degrees, Berth partly cloudy and 24. Adelaide shower or two and 17, Melbourne possible early shower and 16, Hobart is partly cloudy with 14 degrees, Albury-Wodonga showers with the tops of 17, Canberra there's a possibility of fog and showers increasing 17 degrees, Sydney early fog and then partly cloudy with tops of 21, Newcastle pretty much the same and mostly sunny during the day and 21 degrees. Brisbane a shower or two and 24 degrees. Townsville sunny with the tops of 28. Cairns sunny and 28 degrees as well. Darwin similar conditions and 34 degrees. Alice Springs is also sunny and tops of 25. And Torres Strait Islands today are sunny with some high clouds and 30 degrees.